Uh, sup, everybody. This is Carrick with ACG, and I'm here with Jeff Kanata of multiple podcasts. He does a DLC podcast with uh, Christian Spicer. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you are. I always think it's Spicer for some reason. I'm, I have no clue why it doesn't. It's not even spelled that way. As well as <laughs> Anthony uh, Carboni, who does the We Have Concerns podcast. And I got to go on their podcast and talk about games. But Jeff is a uh, not only a video gamer. Uh, is a dungeon master extraordinaire, which we're going to talk about. As you guys know, I love that crap. And we're also going to talk about AI. Um, if you guys have been watching the channel, we do the AI video game reviews. We did Last of Us and we did Spider-Man. And uh, by far the most positive reception that I've ever seen on a video, because you guys are always surprised, AI can blow your mind with some of the <laughs> weird stuff it will do. I saw Jeff posted... Uh, uh, what was it? It was uh, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Steve Jobs. No, Steve Joe Jobs. Rogan inter interviewing Steve Jobs. Yeah. Uh, neither of whom were real. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. So we're, we're going to talk about all of that stuff. The first thing I want to do before we see what we've been playing is I want to shout out to the sponsors. And so I'm going to give those uh, shout outs right now. And that silence is because we don't do sponsors. It's you guys. <laughs> I want to say thank you very much. We don't do ad reads. Don't do sponsors ever. Um, it's because of patrons. And I had a patron who DM'd me and said he wanted this read on the starting of this podcast. Um, he's a big D&D &D fan. He's a big video game fan. He saw Jeff was coming on. And so I want to read this real quick. This is from Nick Sleight of Hand. And he says, Carrick, you and the podcast keep me alive. Thank you for introducing me to Jeff recently when you went on his podcast as well. Stay with me here so I can explain this. I've lost a lot of loved ones. I drive trucks all day. It's lonely, even with Discord, with people to talk to. I found your reviews, then your podcast. One day I was sitting on the side of the road and I felt really down. I listened to your podcast about rolling on motivation, about moving forward in life. The timing could have not been more perfect. I hope this reaches you like you've reached me and you and Jeff Continue to talk about Dungeons and Dragons and video games as long as humanly possible because I love listening to you guys talk. So people also everywhere need to know everyone has bad times and there are always other people out there to help you, whether it's professional or personal. So I just want to say thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate that. I'm glad we could uh, you know, reach you on the side of the road somewhere. I have an insane number of trucker fans. Not quite sure why. Could be the beard. But I definitely <laughs> appreciate it. So Jeff, before we jump into all of this stuff, is there anything first uh, that you're working on that you want to talk about? Oh my goodness. Um, you, you mentioned all my podcast. Well, first I want to say uh, high five to Nick. That was really cool. Yeah, that that's very me. cool. It's always yeah. awesome to hear, isn't it? Very cool. And I'm so glad, um, you know, the people are, are, are finding solace when they need it. Um, what am I working on? I, I, I have a bunch of podcasts. Uh, as you said, uh, we have concerns. I, I'm also doing, I'm getting into sports uh broadcasting now too i work with a, a really cool company called fan controlled sports and entertainment mm -hmm. they do this this kind of mashup between real live elite level sports oh, wow. and video games so it's basically they created um fan controlled football uh -huh. uh, which is madden in real life it literally is fans control every aspect <laughs> of it you, oh, can, you really? call the plays you call the plays and then real human beings run them uh and they just had season 2.0 uh last year I got to be in the broadcast booth for that. And now they're ramping up for basketball. They're going to do fan-controlled hoops uh, in February. Um, it's, it's really cool. So I'm doing a podcast every week about that. We stream it on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash fan-controlled sports. Um, and I also do movies and stuff uh, on the film cast. So I'm busy. You know, Dude, podcasts galore, right? Yeah. 
podcast galore. It's it's cool podcast, man. People just don't. I mean, they do get it, obviously, because everybody's doing a podcast now. But it is nice that uh, you know if you're doing like I do reviews, you've got to make sure your footage edits are right and all this stuff. But with a podcast, not all podcasts are this way. But it is nice sometimes just hit the record button and be yeah. like, let's see what happens. And um, it's I'm not saying it's more truthful or it's more anything. It's just it it can be a little bit of a stress reliever because if you like games like you do or you like AI like you do, you like all this kind of stuff, the ability for you to talk about it and still at the same time produce content people watch, there's something very cool about that. Like, it's it really is sort of your hobby becoming your job in a good way versus the bad way we were warned about as kids. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've been very fortunate to have that be the case. And it, it is fun. It's great to have that relationship with the audience. And I always talk about, you know, podcasts are unique because there's no more intimate medium because you know people are literally putting you inside their ear hole. Yeah, you know what I mean, literally. Yeah, uh, and and you're so close to them. I think that there is a connection that forms there uh, with people you listen to, and and I'm privileged to have that. But you know, as you already mentioned, and I'm not trying to skip ahead here, but I, I woke up this morning and I was put out of a job. Right, I I I'm obsolete now. That literally. You could just go bleep, blah, blue yeah. and have Joe Rogan interview Steve Jobs and have it be an interesting podcast. And like, well, I didn't expect to get made obsolete this quickly, but here yeah. we are, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, and we can jump into that first because, dude, I'm so I'm I'm so in depth into AI, training my own data sets, messing around with stuff and seeing the way AI is working. It is it's nuts how quickly. So in the past. Um, as, as I've told you this, we can cuss and stuff. And I do talk about some stuff on this podcast, but I, I definitely think we can all agree in the past, the digital medium was pushed forward, especially DVDs, CDs and stuff by adult video. Yes. Like, I, I think the world knows that and we can all certainly agree with that. Yeah. However, you just said something that sort of struck me as interesting. You, the intimate feeling of a podcast has sort of replaced that because adult medium is so easy to get now. And, and yeah. that's replaced the technology. And, and I think podcasts for a while did, but now we've got AI that is in every pocket and every facet of technology, whether it be DLSS faking frames in a game, which is mind blowing and something that is so crazy because I think it was star Wars unleashed Two tested that they tried to do it with software and they couldn't mm. get it running right. But the idea already was there of using things to guess. And now we have AI doing all of this crazy stuff. And now we have mid journey, which I use during my reviews by typing in a, a word to see what mid journey will draw. When I talk yeah. about like the last of us, do you worry not in the way Elon Musk does where he's like sitting in his throne, you know, made, made of us dollars where he's like, AI is going to take over everything. Do you truly though worry about, you know, maybe in five years where some of us creatives in particular, there isn't a lot of place for them to create. I mean, I think, uh, I think because of my age, I am inclined to worry because Makes sense. it feels like the world that I know is changing rapidly. Right. Um, you know, there's that wonderful, uh, Douglas Adams quote that I, I often reference, which is, you know, he said, um, everything that was invented before you were born is the natural state of the world. Everything that was invented before you're 30 is a way to make money. And everything that was invented after you're 30 is ruining the world and the end yeah. of all things. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's kind of the truth, right? So for me, it's like, oh, this feels crazy. And I, and I have kids, I have two very young kids. And I, I, my biggest worry isn't necessarily, you know, 
putting me out of a job or putting anybody out of a job necessarily. It's this notion of not knowing what the truth is, yeah. you know, Very uh, much so. and, and how, how my kids are going to be growing up in a world where you cannot trust your eyes and ears, right? Unless you're seeing it in person in real life, because it's going to be trivial to make a video that is looks indistinguishable from real life of anybody doing anything you want. Yeah. And I mean, we're there. Like you can do that in real time right now. I can replace my face with Keanu Reeves or Donald Trump or whoever I want and say whatever I want and replace my voice in real time too. People are doing it today. So the fact that the world is going to be this, this we're already sort of unfortunately um, decoupled from truth in a lot of ways. Right. We can make the truth, live in the, the truth we want to live in. Yeah. And to be able to add an audio visual component to that, right. uh, that is what is, feels really scary to me. But I also think my kids are going to figure that out. Like yeah. that generation is going to live where that is the first part of that Douglas Adams quote. Like it's normal. Yeah. Just exists because it existed when they were kids. And so they'll synthesize that in some way. They'll, they'll reckon with that in some way. And that'll just be the new way of things. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. When we look at, I remember, well, and this has happened with every industry, by the way. So I remember I, when I grew up, it was V8s. It was carbon. It was, everything was, you know, was gasoline everything and you heard about electric car engines you're like whatever dude never never it would never it will never achieve what it's achieved and fuel injection came on and you're like hmm that's interesting turbos came up and they became a big thing you're like okay now horsepower is not the big thing and then you had native 1080p it was like this game is native 1080p and you're like native is the best we (laughs) never want to not go native right and then you see DLSS three and you're like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like where, <laughs> what is real? I am uh, testing with a company because audio is such a big deal for me in video games, uh, whether it be voice, uh, music or sound, I'm dealing with a company right now using audio to clean up uh, low bitrate samples for games. And so an old game recorded a super or a new one in unfortunately the case of Valhalla, when there's a, a glitch like they had with that game, they can go in and they can push a button and say, the AI is going to figure out wh- this bird is chirping, but it sounds because it's MP3. Yeah. So we're going to go in there and we're going to clean it up. And nothing needs to be native anymore. And that includes your face, Instagram filters, you know, uh, video games, cleaning them up. It, yeah. I do believe, like you said, people will come to grips with it and figure it out. And I'm a big believer in that. Like you just said, uh, it's one of the reasons I, I firmly believe that quote where, you know, you'll grow up with it at the age of 30. It's this and that. One of the things I always say is that, um, you know, people are having sex all the time, which means new people are coming into gaming all the time, which means some <laughs> of the old arguments don't make sense. Hey, man, if you haven't played Final Fantasy seven original, you're not a real gamer. It's like, dude, the guy wasn't alive. He yeah, wasn't even right. his dad might have not. His dad was a kid. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. But yeah. It's, it's like it's, saying, it's if, if you haven't seen Casablanca, you're not oh, a real dude. movie watcher. Right, you know, right. Like, and you're like, dude, just go puff, puff, pass somewhere else. Because that doesn't make any sense. In fact, yeah. if it, in fact, it ages you in one of the worst ways, which shows <laughs> that you're not taking in new data. And the world loves people who don't. It's like, yeah. if you change your mind, people are like, what? Well, how dare you? It's like, dude, people thought the world was flat. It's over. Yeah. Jury's out. Um, I just <laughs> think it's so amazing that we're here so amazing to see this technology uh it is worrisome but dude it's also magical when i saw that yeah. with elon or, or, or with uh steve jobs and and joe and you're just like 
we're close, man. We're close to this moment. I saw a guy with VR. I don't know if you, I'm a huge VR fan. I've ever so had set. Yeah, possible. I'm a huge I'm a huge proponent of it. It it is awesome. AR as well, once that catches on. So I've got a VR game that I was testing for a guy, and they use artificial intelligence as well as a chat bot to speak into, and it speaks back to you. Wow. So you're, and it's only one block of a city block because they purposely wanted it smaller. But you can walk up to a guy and say, you know, how are you doing? And it will, it takes a moment because it's pausing, it's running through the, it's doing it on the net and comes back to you. And I'm like, we're close, man. Wow. We are really close to the moment where you can play a VR game and there will be a moment where, at least for the side characters like Skyrim NPCs, where you won't be able to tell that wasn't written by AI. You'll be yeah. like, that's written by you, yeah. the, the artists, you know. And it'll be dynamic and interesting and it'll react to the actual things that you're asking it about. And you can, I mean, that it's that's the holodeck, right? It is. That's, it that's is. the dream so we all had as kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. what's even better is like when I was I, I was sitting there playing Skyrim one day and the guy's like, uh, you know, somebody steal your sweet roll. And I'm like, dude, I'm level 60 and I killed everybody in this town and you're treating me like a bitch. <laughs> and yet in the future, we're going to have games track everything. Yeah. They will try to uh, actually react to you. It will yeah, react that- to you. And your yeah. power and your ability, and it, it's going to be fantastic. Your man. facial expression, it'll be like, hey, yeah. you look kind of sad. Yeah, you What's look sad today, you, you know? know? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to get the real realistic, uh, like, Bill Burr version that's like, dude, you look like shit, bro. <laughs> you know? I, I want the truthful version. The AI that's like, <laughs> like no filter, you know? <laughs> how come every time I log into this game, it insults me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I still do it, you know, like an abusive relationship. Um when it comes to this kind of stuff, and I, I think it was the last topic, which is typical for me jumping into the end, but what do you want to see with new tech uh, improvements in games? Where so, so we've jumped into NVIDIA, Xbox Series X, PS5. Everybody said screw wattage requirements, which, by the way, as we know with the PS4 and the Xbox, they originally were using mobile Jaguar PCs. They were, yeah. they were very nervous about that. Now they're like, just do it. NVIDIA, yeah. just do it. Intel, what do you want to see for games? Is there a part of games you would love to see, um, just pure hard, uh, hardware, not the AI, that you would love to see improved? Well, I, you brought up VR. And for me, VR really does feel like the next frontier. I, I love it. I I yearn for... I mean, we're, I'm excited to see what uh, PSVR 2 is going to bring to yeah. the table as far as yeah. fidelity. Because the, you know, the early images of that Horizon game look really, really special. And... I yearn for a time where we have something that looks as good as a, you know, Last of Us Part Two or a, a right. Horizon Forbidden West or something, but in VR, right? And because VR is, is incredible and something like Half-Life Alex, which approached that level of visual fidelity, yeah, just kind of hinted at what's going to be possible. And so when I, when, you know, talking about more horsepower, more horsepower, I don't know if, if more horsepower at this point on a, 2d surface is you know we're at diminishing returns a mm-hmm. bit right mm-hmm. it's not yeah. we're not i don't see a video game and think i'm looking at somebody's camcorder right you know? I, don't, I don't think it's real life so there is always going to be a, a place to go if, until we get there but when it's vr when you're getting double you know rendering two images at once and able to get to a place where single images are now i think is going to make it so much more compelling to have that kind of visual richness inside like standalone headsets oh, that'd yeah. be amazing yeah i have uh the varjo var var I, i'm sure i'm pronouncing it wrong the arrow which is uh very high resolution and, and the reverb the mm. quest and they yeah. all have their bonuses and their pluses and we are certainly getting close and i i, I always tell people 
because I, I get a lot of people who are worried about VR. They, they don't, you know, motion sickness is one thing. It's valid. I have to take a pill. In fact, when I play it's it's, I get it really rough, but we are very close to that. And I got to say, it's crazy when I was playing resident evil seven on the crappy old, now we call it crappy, but the PSVR and yeah. you know, I always joke about like, if it's raining outside and you're at your window, that's 2d. If you go outside in the rain, that's VR. And you can't explain it until somebody plays Resident Evil Seven, and the lady is in your face in the diner uh. scene, and the dude, pan- the dude, like Kool Aid Man's through the wall, and you're in VR, <laughs> and the immersion. I mean, yeah. and dude, I'm not like in real life. I'm like, whatever. Let's. I like to have a little fear, so I'm not really afraid of a lot of things. I'll try almost anything. That yeah. chick in my face, Jeff, was <laughs> oh, hi. like, I was like. Hello, get away from me. What <laughs> yeah. is happening? And she just kept getting in. You're like, this is there, oh, yeah. man. I, dude, I, I had the same experience. There, there's a sequence uh, where they're just kind of wandering around the hall and I was hiding behind a, a barrel. And I was literally like, my head was the controller, right? I'm, yeah. I'm peering up. I'm looking between a crack in the barrel and the wall and seeing this terrifying. I was like, there's no distinction in my brain between actual None. hiding from something that could yep. hurt me and what I'm doing right now. Yep. You know, it, 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 yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, and I think that can layer onto any type of experience. It's easy to do scaring horror stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because we get, we go there easily, but I think that's going to be everything. It's going to be empathy. It's going to be excitement. It's going to be action. It's going to be all the stuff that you want. We're going to be able to create those experiences and, and I am, I am so ready for it. Yeah. So am I, man. It, I, I think we're looking at a time where also we're starting to see VR being, or sorry, AI being used to improve other AI, which I think is sort of the scary nexus point. Yeah. I was joking with a friend going, wait, if we're like, and using this. And one of the things I found out from a headset I'm testing, I got the Pico four recently pancake. Uh, lenses are incredible, but there's still a couple issues. And one of the companies that's doing a VR headset is using AI to improve the design. That's where we mm. are now. And I yeah. think that that's magical, man. Cause there's, there's yeah. that moment where you're like, Whoa, Whoa, wait a minute. We're not, it's not a thousand man hours. It's yeah. an AI looking and going, well, the battery can be slightly moved over here to right. be more comfortable. And, um, we're, we're getting that. And I agree with you. I, I also don't want to see real faces on my 2d games though. I've talked about this before. I like Uncanny Valley. I like art. I'm a mm-hmm. like my favorite artist in the world. Well, it's probably Larry Elmore from Dragonlance, but my second favorite would probably be like Bob Ross. Yeah, I like sure. I like soft arts a lot of the times, and I don't need my game to look perfect. But I like that sometimes. I don't want games to look like me and you. I still like the uh, what's the game Detroit Become Human. I think that mm. that's that. That what is it? I don't even know what you call it cyberpunkish the saturated colors, mm-hmm. but once we get to that power, it will be interesting to see it, if that's what people do because I played FMV games and I got to tell you it was cool for a bit, but you start to also see like actors and what they look like and you're like this isn't you know <laughs> like me yeah like I wouldn't want to play me I'd be like dude this guy looks like he's drunk twenty four seven I don't even drink <laughs> so I I don't know it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see to speak about art for a second though because you brought up something what's your favorite type of art in a game do you like cel shaded mm. do you like uh hyper realistic uh, neon it can be cyberpunk it can be anything is there anything that really has I, spoke to you 
Yeah, I love great art direction, right? I love I love a game that, especially with the just the number of games we get now, it's, oh, it's wild. It's and nuts. you'll watch something like um, you know, like a, uh, a game awards or or any presentation where they're going to show you trailers from you know 25, 30, 40 games, uh, sort of back to back, all right. in a condensed period of time. It's interesting to me the games that jump out because of their art direction, because they're doing something. They have a real feel. And and identity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that comes from the look and feel. So anything that looks, you know, uh, like a like a strong take. Um, I love hand drawn uh, animation style. I love, um, you know, it, it's hard for me to pick one that I'm always, I always gravitate to. But I I know it when I see something that has a real strong sense of character, sense of identity yeah. that really. Um, feels like they made decisions, right? They're not just like, oh, I'm plugged, you know, plugged in Unreal Engine model number seventy-four. Right. You know, um, games like um, uh, Cult of the Lamb recently oh. you know, just has such a strong visual style. Yeah, I, I love, I love that in, in games. It's it's a good man. I'm going to use that from now on. The if they took a, if they if they had a strong take because I, I I've. Yeah. I hadn't really, that is exactly what I think, but I don't think I've put it that succinctly, but that is correct. Like if they have a strong take and even if it's not necessarily your, exactly your thing, you still look at it and you're like, all right, well, at least I know that game. If I saw 50 games, I'd be like, that's Cult of the Lamb. And I think that right right now that's pretty much Cult of the Lamb. Like you could go, I've seen a ton of games, a lot of them cartoony, but that's for sure Cult of the Lamb. Right. And, And that does, yeah, that does speak to us. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's a really good way of putting it, that it's a take. A, a good strong take. Um, has anything really impressed you in the year 2022? Has anything uh, you know come up and grabbed you this year? From in the, in games, in the gamings, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're in an incredibly strong year. So do I. Uh, no one agrees with you and me, by the way. Really? Put, Is that dude, so? The number oh, of people I hear who are like 2022, we haven't got there yet. And I'm like, no, we were, we, dude, we've been there. Really? Or wow. they'll say the starting of the year was really strong, and I'm like, no, yeah. there's there's a ton. Sorry, I feel me. like uh, I've played. You know, but we do a top five at the end of the year uh, mm-hmm. on my podcast, not a top 10, because we want to make it harder on ourselves to have to only pick five. Yep. Yep. Um, and I feel like I, I have 15 games that I could consider game of the year already. I, it just yeah. it has been an incredibly strong year. Um, I need to look at my Steam list or whatever, but uh, I feel like there's been so many uh, games like um, Rollerdrome, mm-hmm. uh, like, um, small indie games i'm like this is brilliant this in any other year this could be i mean vampire survivor i know that's not technically a 2022 game but i played it in 2022 yeah and uh you know i i think i paid three dollars for it and it's i put in 80 hours and it's 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 return on investment on that is like (laughs) incredible i mean um you know neon white i'm just looking at my um i'm looking at my steam playlist uh there's just, there, it's it feels like a cult of the lamb is another one it feels like there's just this incredibly uh high bottom of quality like yeah there i'm not playing games that are just garbage i mean there's they're out there but there's so much that is in that upper echelon of man this is different and it may not even be triple a but it's so well executed right and i feel like that's where we are in 2022 like the the worst game i've played is better than you know, 98% of the games I played in 2015, for example, yeah. you know, like just in a few years, we, we, just the bottom of the quality level is so much higher than it used to be. Yeah. Isn't it crazy too? And as somebody who's, you know, I was back there programming on the 
<coughs> Trash 80, TRS 80. So that's hey, I had one of those. My dad, my dad's first computer was TRS 80 Model Three. Yeah, dude, back back in the Apple II Trash 80 days. Uh, yeah. So I've been messing around for years. Worked on some mods for the old Icewind Dale games because those were. I'm such a Dragonlance Forgotten Realms fan and stuff like that. And um, mods were the thing. And now with Unreal Five, this is one of the things that we mentioned a lot on the podcast that the ability for a creator to create at the minimum a mock-up at the min very minimum a mock-up is it's in your hands now it's in your yeah. hands to the point to where if you can't uh there's might be a technical issue uh of some kind or there might be a thing where hey frankly let's be honest some people don't have the talent for some things you know maybe yeah. that might but it's, it's free it's there and it's, it's, it's free it's it's free it's that's the craziest thing is it's these nuts. incredibly powerful tools are basically free it it and and the weird thing is, I there are so many things to hate because I I definitely when I'm I'm known to be very sarcastic on some stuff, but when it comes to, I have a in almost insatiable curiosity for games, and so I can be really down on something like a certain like I was not a fan of Outriders, let's say something mm -hmm. like that. I'm not a fan of a service game, even though some are great. Um, Anthem. There there were a couple others. Where I was like, <laughs> whoa, what's happened here? But then you your friend DMs you and is like, Hey man, out of the blue, I decided to put Superman in the matrix world in unreal just to see what Superman would look like. And you look at it and you're like, I would have bought that game five years ago. I would have bought <laughs> yeah. your game. And they're yeah. all, well, no, it's just them. And you're like, no, you don't understand. I would have bought that game. And that game would have been considered a, you know, maybe a cheap game, but somebody right. could have sold that game. And oh, yeah. that, we're at that with unity. I, I love that Unreal's pushing the envelope because that means the others have to. That means mm. your CryEngine, your Unity. Um, I know Amazon's got Log, some Logyard, whatever. They've got their own like sort of a slice of uh, of an engine there. But yeah. it it is amazing that fans can create now and just go in and be like, yeah. I want to build something. And then a company or somebody who has money can look and say, you know what, I'll fund. You know, I'm going to fund that. Like, I, yeah. I, I think that makes sense to fund that. I'm going to do it. Um, Have you ever thought of this? Have you ever thought since now, especially with Unreal and your big fan of games, have you ever thought of doing something on the digital side for D&D? Because &D we're seeing, Jesus, we're seeing huge inroads uh, for D&D &D as well. Have you ever yeah. thought of jumping into that side or is it too, like, Yeah, structured? I mean, I, I definitely have been interested in writing for games. And, mm, and uh, gotcha. I'm, you know, I love writing and I love uh, the narrative side. And, and so I've definitely been interested. And I've gotten down the road a couple of times with some companies about potentially doing some stuff. And um, it's never hundred percent happened, but I, I, I would be very open to that. And, um, I, you know, I would love to craft an experience. I've, I've, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a, a tool called twine, which is basically a free online web app that oh, lets yeah, you, okay. uh, do build basically text adventures. Yeah. Yeah. So I've written a, a, a couple of those and kind of taught myself that scripting language and it's a blast. I love that stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm into, you know, it, it, you know, it's very simple, uh, branching pathway, yeah. you know, choose from a number of options and, and is all it also text. the same one, the choice of games use, do you it know what choice be. of, I'm not sure I own every choice of game, which are just oh, choose yeah. your own adventures and yeah, but yeah. They, they track a little bit of stuff, some hit yeah. points, a skill or two you pick. Yeah. You can do, um, it's pretty robust little language. You can create, you know, I, 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 one of mine, I have like dice rolls and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. You can create, you know, it's got a RNG and it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Anyway, uh, so that's the extent to which I've gotten. Uh, but my son, who's gotten really into watching um, Super Mario Brothers YouTube videos, and there's all these mods 
for uh, you know, uh, for Odyssey and for all kinds of all the Mario games right. have these people coming in and modding them. He's like, Daddy, I want to make a mod. I want to make a mod. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to learn how to make Super Mario mods now for my kid. That's <laughs> cool to have somebody else sort of, you know, somebody you care about sort of bring something up and you're like, all right, yeah. that's another. Um, I'm uh, I, like, I always have to be doing something. It's something I always like, whether it be, you know, modding and stuff like that. And I've noticed with the D&D side, just been really impressed. I'm not a big fan. I'll be honest. I'm, I am theater of the mind. Definitely much more yeah. old style in that way and not miniatures. But I'm still blown away and impressed uh vr of course has de, uh demo uh what's the dnd one um on vr de it starts with a d oh uh, uh demio demio yeah and then of course tabletop simulator which is one of my yeah. favorite i don't even like to talk about it because it's got to be illegal it's got to be so <laughs> right. i i mention it to the discord fans and i'm like i'm not doing a video on that because they're gonna take away my favorite thing in the world but but speaking of Dungeon and Dragons and and you know and choose your own adventures and stuff, do you remember what your first experience was with role playing? Do you? I mean, I'm or, or do you? What's the first memory you have of it? We'll just say that. Well, I um, I like to say I was a nerd when nerd meant nerd. You know, yeah, I, right. I, I, when it was, was real. <laughs> yeah, I was such a nerd that I like didn't have friends. I mean, li oh, literally gotcha. didn't have friends in 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 grade school. So. I would I would look longingly at the D and D books and read them and stuff, but I didn't I like literally didn't have humans to play with. Oh, wow. Okay. So I kind of I came to it late and uh, as as far as actually being able to play, mm -hmm. and um, there were a group of guys who were all you know we were all uh, post college who uh, got together uh, and actually the very first podcast I ever did uh, in two thousand six was a podcast called The Totally Rad Show. Mm -hmm. And um, the way I met my co-hosts was we all went to this Dungeons and Dragons game oh, gotcha. that was put together by a common friend. And it was for, it was the entire premise was a bunch of adult dudes who always wanted to play D&D &D and never had before. And so this guy had, you know, had a bunch of friends that all fell into that category and also knew a guy who was an experienced DM. Mm -hmm. So he brought the DM in and then brought us all together and we met, so it, it was, and it was right around my birthday, and I'll never forget it, man. It, it was, uh, it was like a, just revelation of like, this is exactly what I wanted this whole time. This is actually exactly what I fantasized about. Became very good friends with uh, Dan Trachtenberg and Alex Albrecht, uh, who were both there, and then mm -hmm. we started the Totally Rad Show together, and it kind of changed the trajectory of my whole life, actually. So that's, yeah, it was a big that's deal. Awesome. When you were yeah. younger, did you uh, mess around with Lone Wolf? or those kind of choose your own because those no. were solo at least yeah no i wish no. i had you know it's it's so different back then that there was no internet so like discovery yep. of things was so much harder you know you didn't i didn't even knew know those existed you know you had, you had to have like a store in your area or go to a convention to discover stuff like that i found it uh a, a, the old book buses the bus oh, came to yeah, right yeah. on. They came yeah. and I found Caverns of Calte. I think that was might have been the first one. And I remember looking at it, going, "Well, it looks." I, I played D and D since I was five because of my brother. I was lucky, and That's I had cool. an older brother who played, and he he let me DM, which I'm pretty sure was the worst game ever. But I was like, <laughs> you know, let me try this. I'm 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 good bullshitter, man. I can put something together. <laughs> and uh, and then Lone Wolf came around, and I looked at it, and I was like, wait, what? You know, this handles the rules, and and it even had the fake. It even had a grid on the back where you could fake rolls if you didn't have dice. And wow. I was like, what's That's happening? Awesome. Like, and it was it was it was like breaking. It was it was like breaking the matrix. And yeah, I. It's it's funny because I know a lot of my friends are like you where they either 
they looked at the books, they saw the art, which I think the art, you know, ever Caldwell, Larry Elmore, these guys that, uh, that blew my mind graphic. Yeah. Like it, I saw the world in D and D. In fact, when we were playing, I didn't see it like our colors that yeah. we see. I saw it in oil colors. So when we were playing <laughs> D and D, I was seeing it as a cover of these novels that I was picking yeah. up these, whatever they may be drist, uh, you know, from the sure. forgotten realms or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's so amazing because I love video games. D and D got me into video games though. Um, <laughs> whether it be like, uh, um, you know, uh, Ultima one, you know, yeah. or something like that, where I was yeah. like, Oh crap. But it, it, people just don't get it. I've had friends be like, what's D and D. And I'm like, well, any video game you have just break the barrier and you can do anything. Yeah. As long, you know, as long as it, you know, fits within whatever, you know, figure, figuring out the rule set we've got. And it, it is the memories of D and D is something that is very difficult to describe to people. And I think, like you said, it is a little bit like nerds. Even now we joke about nerds and we say it's acceptable. It is, but it still can't be because we're still pretending it wasn't acceptable at one time. So we still, <laughs> there's a memory there. It's yeah. like you're, well, you obviously at one point it wasn't, you're still remembering that until we don't say, remember when nerds were real, which you and I will probably be dead before that happens. But it's, it's that time when you get friends together and you open up a book and whether it be riffs, I mean, I have so many rule books where I've opened up and been like, this is a world, man. This yeah. is like, or, or, or the, I remember the first movie, uh, D and D game where I, I grab and it was a movie or a series I liked. And then you yeah. found a role play and you're what you're like, wait, I can continue the, the movie like blade master some shit movie that came out in the eight because i'm a huge 80s b movie fan and it's like right. legend with tom cruise the D, &D <laughs> game let's do it and you're like it doesn't make any sense doesn't matter those yeah. are those are amazing to me i mean they're the, yeah. the best memories in the world when you got so you got together with these guys you put this game together how do you make time do you get a chance to still play That'll be my uh, it's rarer these days. We literally set up a uh, a weekend that we're we're all gonna go uh and and meet up uh, and have a little retreat. Uh yeah, we do a 1st. cabin once a year. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Uh, it's same like exact thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it, my my buddy's parents have a place in Palm Springs. Oh, sweet. And so they let us use it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So um we're doing that. But um yeah, it's harder, you know. I got kids yeah. now, it's it's harder to make time. Um, but I want to go back to something you, you brought up because, uh, it's such an interesting phenomenon because I, I'm totally with you on the, um, you know, video games were created to try to replicate the D and D experience, right? Like that's the entire genesis of that stuff was, Hey, wouldn't it be great to take these systems and have the computer do all the work? Yeah, right. Um, and now because video games are so prominent and so mainstream, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've had this experience, but. When I played with a lot of, uh, uh, when I've DM'd for a lot of players that are much more familiar with, you know, RPGs, video game RPGs, I have to constantly encourage them to try things that are outside the box, that are, right. that, that you go, you know, video games are so good at communicating exactly what's possible in their right. world. Okay, those doors don't open. You know, the game shows you. There's going to be a bunch of houses, but most of the doors don't open. We'll make it very obvious which kind of door opens because yeah. that's the way you go, right? right? Video games do stuff like that where it's like, what are the rules of this video game? What can I pick up? What can't I pick up? What can I do? Am I able to jump? Oh, I'm not able to jump in this game? Okay, well, then I'll figure that, you know. And so video game players, I've found when, when playing D&D, try to determine what they're able to do and what they're not able to do. And I constantly have to go, you can do anything. Yeah. Like there's no, just because you only have these skills or these magic spells for your character 
doesn't mean you can't try anything else you want. And I think that's part of the magic of D&D is that I'm a human being, you're a human being. We're playing this shared imagination game. My imagination and your imagination are going to create something that neither one of them could have done by itself. Yeah. We're going to we're going to inspire each other and there's going to be this third thing that we create. And it's it's pretty wild when you when you unlock that in in your players and they go, "Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, you mean I could just like jump up and grab on the chandelier and swing across the room?" Yeah, dude. Roll your dexterity check. You know, it's yeah. like it, it, there's a mechanism for literally anything you can imagine. So unleash your imagination and that's that's what makes it special yeah i mean that is like um i don't script on my like our one game's 25 years old one game's 16 because we have wow. some long period ones and then i do a lot of weekend games with these guys and whenever we get a, a, a group together i usually always foster one of my friends into the group that's played with me and i'll be like we need to make sure this person knows that you basically are mixing every single game ever made together as a DD game because you can try to do anything and i've yeah. had people be like wait i can pick my clothes and i'm all oh man we're we're at base level here now we really <laughs> got to like explain to this person but um what i've found especially uh, it, it depends on the person too because i found people who probably would have mended in better with a miniatures game but I, mm. what i found with miniatures is that people have a tendency to look at the miniatures and identify a little bit of guesswork on the min and you can never be perfect where theater of the mind, it does engage a little bit more because they have to really right. listen and you have to yeah. be awesome as a DM. And because I'm a great bullshitter, I don't need to script. <laughs> I, I steal stuff from movies and I'll sure. make stuff from a book and I'll be like, this would yeah. be, and I'll put everything together. But what I've found is that regardless, um, D and D is something that video games will never, it requires more. It does. It requires more because it's beyond just time. It could be 80 hours of D&D &D and 80 hours of a video game. And D&D &D requires your brain. I've been tired. Like we usually yeah. do 14 oh, yeah. to 20 oh, hour yeah. games. And so sure. when we're done on a weekend, like you guys go into your trip, people are like dehydrated. Like they did <laughs> wind sprints. And But sure. it, it does require more. But I got to say the reward that I've, I get, I love games, man. But D&D yeah. It's, I mean, other than teaching martial arts, I would say D&D &D is probably my favorite thing in the world. Like there's something about it that when you get a group together and, and somebody's like that worked or that didn't work and we've had people die. It's very, I'm not a killer. I know a lot of DMs love that kind of <laughs> right. stuff. Yeah, and um, I'm more of a, what happens happens and low level guy yeah. can kill a high level guy. If something crazy happens, I mean, that's, that's sort of how it goes. Sure. But when you have a friend who gets done and they're like, dude, that was that was the best experience I've ever had in my life. Like I've yeah. never, and, and it's weird that it's D and D that I hear that so many times where people are like I've partied, I've been married, I've been blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that was the best time I've ever, like, I've never, I never thought humans could do that together. And yeah. that's, that's what's awesome. I have noticed I, it is harder digitally, uh, discord, yeah, uh, we play is. and it is, it's there's intangible, but there's something, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. the 3D, and, right? <laughs> Maybe I need some immersion so I can get close. Or so, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. go ahead. What there, there is that. There's that. Whatever that ineffable, ineffable sort of magic that yeah. happens sitting in a room, or you're. Uh, so I heard somebody call it sharing molecules. You know, like yeah. you're sharing right. molecules with people, and and uh, it's certainly possible to do D and D virtually yes. or uh, you know yeah. over a screen. I I've, I've done a lot of it, uh, and it still can be a lot of fun. Yeah, but it, there is a little half step missing you know 
Yeah, it's weird, man. It, uh, it, it's, I've done discord. I've done VR chat because you can make rooms in VR chat. And we actually mm. had ones where I'd set like 50 rooms up, which were locations. Oh, wow, so cool. you were like, okay, let's trans, let's teleport here. And that's it was great. Rad. And, and it worked really, um, in fact, I'm surprised more people don't do it or that somebody hasn't come up with like an idea of, of doing that. They probably will. Somebody will kickstart my idea, but <laughs> with, with people, it, it, you said shared molecules, but it's even like, it sounds really weird, but it's even like share somebody sharing a Dorito or whatever, or, or a Pop-Tart because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a big Pop-Tart fan. So it would be like slinging Pop-Tarts. Everybody's sure. munching and then they're like, okay, let's play. And there's the yeah. smell too of, of food <laughs> and like somebody cooking and getting together or outdoors because yeah. that's where I came from. It was a very small town. So when I go, we make sure the cell phones can't work. We're like, I'm like, dude, we live without cell phones for two centuries. If I die out here, that's on me. <laughs> Let's turn these things off. We put them in a box. We're like, I don't want you getting alerts. Let's just play board yeah, games. And that's great. Um, Love it. Do, when it comes to all of this, have your children are younger. You said, do you have a plan or have you um, engaged with them in, in, in any kind of like board games or role or, or D &D yeah, games? yeah, I'm trying. I, I mean, uh, I have a six year old and a four year old right now. So they're, they're a little young. We're, yeah. we're doing a little bit. The six year old is definitely uh open to it engaged with it uh he loves playing with my dice and i did a i had a uh dnd game with my uh my nephews they came over um a few months ago and he sat in on that and he was completely listening and paying attention right. and, and it was awesome so i was like oh i feel like this is gonna this is gonna happen pretty soon um and we do and we do you know board you know the sort of simplistic kids board games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I have, you know, shelves and shelves and shelves of- um, Yeah, the more advanced board games. stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, and, and that's all on display in the house. So, it, you know, it's constantly looming there. So I think that, and he's asked like, daddy, can we play Ticket to Ride? Or something I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think you're old enough for that. Let's do it. So that's my hope. I'm, I'm hoping that I have like a built-in playmate <laughs> yeah, too, right? you know? yeah sounds yeah. weird but that is i mean yeah kids because kids can be great if friends can't get around you it's like we don't need a cabin um yeah. it is uh especially when it comes because i always like celebrating hobbies uh, especially these where you can also get people together and and that's the one thing i love about video games i certainly do i love mmos well not love them but i i have some that i love but yeah. There's something about, um, even if it is over Discord or whatever, engaging in a, a shared narrative. And when you're telling oh, yeah. a story and somebody, uh, we just recently did a game, uh, way too much. Like, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this, but RPG <laughs> drive through whatever. Fucking oh, sure, yeah. wish that place had never been created, man, because I've spent so much money there. <laughs> I know, right? But I found this, a lot of money oh, there. dude, <laughs> it's like I'll wake up in the morning and go, I have this memory of being on RPG drive through and then look at my wallet and be like, oh, man. But I found this game. Um, I'm not a, I'm, I'm usually a one, one DM fan just because it, it, it's a little easier and there's fiasco. There's some of those other games yeah, that can that be game. quite enjoyable, if more yeah. difficult to have a concentrated one. But this one random guy made a game. that's a little like the camp counselor. What was the uh, horror game that came out? Um, quarry a little yeah, bit yeah. like a camp counselor and, and each person does an action in a location. And then the person to their right is the one who DMS that location. 
So the oh, that's fun. Yeah, and I, dude, it what was they only call like, that exquisite corpse where it, you you switch off the DMing. Yeah, yeah, and it the the way this person finally worded it, where I found Fiasco a little flexible to the point to where it can confuse at times. Where people are like, I've watched Will Wheaton, I believe, did mm -hmm. a couple, you know, which were great. Yeah. He really tried. He's such a, a you know big fan of those. So I've I've tried yeah. to watch it, but it's always been difficult. This guy's explanation of how to separate. You know, you go, okay, so this person needs to know that they're at a campfire, blah, blah, blah. And then that person explains it. And then you actually create the monster. Um, so if, if one of the players is describing the other player hearing this monster, then the next player who's maybe talking about what the monster looks like can take the ideas of what the monster sounded like and go, okay, you heard this weird slapping sound. He's got suckers on his hands. Where, That's you know, great. And dude, I, I was I was highly impressed. And again, like Unreal, like video games, the power is in the hands of the people who are the fans. And I'm yeah. not saying AAA video game developers or TSR back in the day, uh, Wizards of the Coast. I'm not saying they're not fans, but there's something about the quick turnaround. One page RPGs yeah. is another thing. Lasers and feelings where I'm looking at this going, what the fuck? It what one page and I look at it and <laughs> right. I'm I'm a big rules fan. I'm not I don't love I I mean I like it when I can look. I don't you know love DMing it, but the guy did one page, you know, and you're like, yeah. he made an RPG you could play for a couple weeks yeah, with it's awesome three attributes and feelings and lasers. You're like, what? This makes no fucking sense. And then when you play it, you're just like, oh no, it makes all the sense. Like it, did a um we did a, a game I think Fantasy Flight published them. There's a, a number of different um additions there's like there's like a zombie one and an mm -hmm. alien one and uh you know all the big tropes you would expect yeah um but it's so cool and we we it, <laughs> i invited my friends over without telling them what we were going to play just saying awesome. that we're going to play a game. awesome yeah and the idea of the game is that you um you play as you as you create the a character as you, yeah. you, your inventory is whatever you have on, on your you. person in real life. And it has this character creation thing where you assign attributes of yourself and you try to go as accurately as possible. Mm -hmm. And then the mechanic in the game is your friends get to veto. You. Yeah. So you're like, I, I have a that. 10 strength. That's I have a awesome. 10 strength. And it's like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> you know? Let's you know, be real, so, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, but, and, and then the, st the story is you are in the, the location that you are with the stuff that you've got. And then there's a zombie outbreak or whatever. And it's like, and then you, and then you're just playing theater of the mind, but you're going, okay, so uh, on my turn, I'm going to walk out that door right yeah. there. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive down. What's down the street. There's like a seven 11 down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go to that seven 11 and you're just playing with all of the shared knowledge of what really exists in the world, but imagining if, you know, aliens are uh, uh, landing or zombies yeah. are coming or whatever it is. Oh, it's so fun. It was so fun. But again, it was like three pages of rules and then yeah. you're off. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that, um, you know, there, there's all styles and I certainly have friends who will do any, but we like shaking it up a little bit because that can also break you free. You can get a little crusty. I think if you play, um, the same rule set, if you play, yeah. you know, you'll get a little bit of that, um, you know, back in the day it called mini maxing, but you get that thing where people are like sort of figuring things out and they're, yeah. and, and that risk goes away. But what's great about what you described, we did one, I had never thought about doing your own home, which obviously makes sense, but we did the exact same thing, but, um, it was sort of a primer for all the players where it was, you were, you woke up in like a mental institution where oh. you find out it was spies, 
you were a spy, <laughs> but you have no memory, but you have yourself cool. and you have to figure out. And I would, you know, we'd have just a little, but the person could look and say, so I have my Fitbit. I'd be like, yes, you do. And they're like, <laughs> and then a new player that I I feel is one of the best ways to onroad a new player to D and D, where they can yeah. go, oh, you're so Jeff's saying I'm in my house. Well, I got a 47 inch TV. I'm yeah. gonna throw that. I'm gonna exactly. work it up under my you know door so the <laughs> yeah, zombies yeah. can't get in. Somebody's like, right. we got duct tape right above the fridge. Everybody's got yeah. a duct tape container. It's like let's duct tape up these windows. We we only got a 22 in the house. I got a router. I could stab people with the antennas, and pretty <laughs> exactly. soon it's every, so fun. It's so fun, yeah. And people yeah. can get into it now. Have you ever done airsoft? I was or paintball. Yeah, yeah, a few times. So uh, TB and I sort of bonded over, uh, Total Biscuit and I sort of yeah, bonded yeah. over this because uh, we found out we were both huge Airsoft fans. And it's funny, we sort of tan a tangent onto this, but uh, Airsoft, physical stuff or stuff I can see works very well for D&D. And I liked Airsoft because I could see the gun that I had and I was like, okay, and I could shoot it, name it and use those skills in D&D or go, hey, I could probably do this. All right, I know the gun. I know the gun works this way. I love stuff where you can look at it in real life and then use it in a D&D game. I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why I love fantasy. I love cyberpunk. A lot of our, not a lot, but many of our games have involved somewhere around the timeline to where there's a, uh, there's a, a nice thick knowledge base from all the players where yeah. they know somewhat uh, how this might work. And, and then you can always, you know, blossom off of that, but there's, right. it, it's so great at, you know, onboarding people just don't get it. They're probably listening going, the fuck are these guys talking about? No, I, but I, what makes it, it great it's, is it's that you, blessed, you don't have to say like, Hey, read these three tomes exactly. about the history of <laughs> the variant, various Elvis races. You right. Know? Right. You, it's like, Oh no, I know that. I know the geometry of the house. I know what I yeah, have in my pockets. Yeah. I know what's down yeah. the street. And I like, know what can... a zombie is because I've seen, I've probably exactly. seen a movie yeah. with a zombie in it. And you're yeah. like, well, that's that's what we're dealing with. Rage zombies or slower zombies? Rage <laughs> zombies. Okay. Yeah. And then and we just get it. It's a shortcut to just getting into your imagination. Yeah. It's like, okay, we start with what we know and now we can have fun in our imagination without going like, oh, let me look in the book to see, uh, you know, the <laughs> the dwarven name for the yeah. god that, the, you know, it's like Dragonlance okay. Thor Barden or whatever. And you're like, I don't even know how <laughs> yeah. to pronounce that. Well, can you pronounce 7-Eleven? Because if you right, can, exactly. that's what it looks like. Um, yeah. In fact, there's a, they call it cut up method now, but in the past, um, I would, you know, if I saw a castle in a movie or I saw a house I liked, you could use the interior floor plan as your castle. Oh, Nobody would it's know. It's so great. And yeah. yeah, and I remember friends going, dude, that was the most legit castle. It, it felt real. And I was like, eh, yeah, it was because it was my old house, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know, it was just blown up to larger proportions. And <laughs> you get that awesome feeling. I think that that's what's cool about games now. Cool about all this stuff is that even board games now for video games, I, I play a lot of Imperial Assault from Fantasy Flight. Yeah. And they have a Android app, you know, that you can also... And, and it's sort of like D&D Lite. They have a little role-playing, right. little mission. You know, you turn yeah. the page if you succeed, blah, blah, blah. And there's this feeling of everybody coming together, um, whether it, it's almost at every level. If you have a really a person who really loves st structure, you know, maybe they're a video game fan, but maybe they like a little bit of board games. And then you have board game Lite now, which is crazy. I mean, every, it, like Fantasy Flight's obviously one of them. Um, I'm a big fan of Brimstone. Mm -hmm. which is uh, one of my favorite games of all time. And it's very D&D light where you can sort of play a little bit. And I remember one of the yeah. first games when I grew up, dude, board games were the board. It was called board game for a fucking reason. It was the board, <laughs> nowhere else. And then Brimstone, I started playing. They're like, well, if you go to town and I'm like, 
There's no town on this board. What do you mean? <laughs> like, oh no, that's in this page. And you open it up and it's like, you can go and bet at the saloon. You can do. And I remember yeah. going, oh my God, finally, yeah. I can finally tell my wife, here's what role-playing is. Cause my wife <laughs> would see us and she'd just be like, what in the f are these guys doing? <laughs> like, why are they not getting yeah. paid to be theater actors? If this is what they want to do, right? Why are you rolling right. dice? And, and it's so great to be able to bring all these people in. Um, when it comes to what you're doing with the podcast and stuff, you're doing a, you're doing more podcasts than I saw. So you're doing Christians, you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, AI. And then you said, you're also doing this, the, the, the football or the sports. Football, yeah. I do a, a, a movie and video game, or excuse me, a movie and TV show podcast, a video game podcast. That sports podcast and the we have concerns, which is the sort of science stuff. Science yeah. one. So let's Common do the sense. movie one because as a huge movie fan, TV show fan, I'm not gonna I hate saying top of in fact my top of changes every day. Like <laughs> my top what's your top Star Trek? It's like, well, tomorrow I might like this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. um what are some of your favorites right now when it comes to movies or TV shows? Is there something that's impressed you or you've returned to and been like, this is a fan. This is me as a fan. This is one of my favorites. Well, I'll tell you my favorite movie of 2022 is everything everywhere. All at, all once. at once. Yeah. Incredible. I love that movie. I also am a huge fan of RRR. If you haven't seen RRR on Netflix. No, I don't phenomenal. even know. Phenomenal. Incredible. It, it, you have so to Netflix, watch it. So this is a TV show. No, it's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. Indian movie. Uh, it's about two bros. Oh that my bro God. I know this one from the gifts from the gifts yes. alone. Okay. I'll check it out. It, it is it so worth watching. Is it? it okay. Is, it's, it's like an anime in real life. It's, All right. uh, you know, in, in live action. Um, but I'm also loving the, sh the, there's great TV on right now. I mean, the, the three shows, four shows right now that I'm loving, you know, um, house, of the dragon, uh, rings of power, uh, Andor, and, uh, she Hulk, like, it's incredible that those four shows are all on at the same time and weekly episodes. I just feel like, oh my gosh, this abundance of riches right yeah. now with these these great high quality shows based on IP that I love. Do you feel, I, I still, so as a kid, I wouldn't see what I wanted on TV. I mean, I love MASH or whatever, but it's like, yeah. you know, whatever I wanted to see, there wasn't fantasy shows right, that much. Right. And yeah. I, I do believe Lord of the Rings as the movies, 2001, 1990, whatever, when they came in 1991, 2003 or something, when they came out, I started to see TV shows, sort of truth was based on books, but yep. you start to see these shows come out and then superhero. Now I'm not as big on superheroes, but I got to say, I'm such a fan of when something sees success because I know that even if I don't like that, there's a very good chance that what I do like will come out. For example, I'm an Elfstones <laughs> fan, or uh, sorry, oh. sort of Shannara, um, the mm. Shannara books from Terry Brooks. And yeah. I was always like, man, if they ever did, you know, Elf's, and they did it. And I was like, oh my God, you know, it wasn't perfect, <laughs> but I was like, what I wanted to see is there. Superheroes yeah. exploded in a way that brought me into superheroes more than I ever thought I would. I'm not a comic book fan. I, New 52, I've liked some of their stuff, but I just, it, I don't track. But I got into Gotham, which I thought was incredible for villains. And uh, Robin, who who did the voice of the outsider in the uh, Dishonored games, played Penguin in that. So I can draw those correlations. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this guy. I've just been blown away, like you said, with the riches of everything. Yeah. Star Wars has seen... Remember, you never knew what was going to happen with Star Wars because George sold it. And you're like, oh, here we go. And admittedly, <laughs> I've had issues. But at the yeah. same time, George was so ironclad, man. I mean, and the yeah. only time he wasn't, we got the Christmas vacation version or whatever the fuck <laughs> that thing was, was singing, you know, Coke, 
Coke using Princess Leia. And you're just like, what is happening? This is terrible. It, Have it you has watched Andor? Awesome. I did. I watched one episode. I like it so far. I'm, I, uh, I think it's incredible. I'm not a, I'm a binger as well as a wait and seer. It just depends. Yeah. But right now, um, I, I usually have four or five shows that are popping on and off when I'm reviewing or when I'm doing games. Um, right now I've returned to older stuff. Fringe. I'm rewatching mm. Star Trek Enterprise because I believe when I watched it, I wasn't fully, I'm a big Kirk fan. Mm. Just, you know, my age. And uh, yeah. and you're either Kirk or Picard, I think, for the most part. You know, that's yeah. usually where it's split. And uh, I'm rewatching it with open, you know, with a little bit more like, what were they trying to do at this time? And right. I've been enjoying that um, Jericho, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I've, I've definitely oh. found myself returning to old stuff. Yeah, uh, I find it comforting. I'm very comfort foodish when it comes to shows. And I'll then intersperse one new one. And I'll be mm. like, OK, I've got two or three that I, I don't need to watch perfectly because I'm doing so many things. And then yeah. when I um, rewatching Justified. Uh, Tim oh, I love that show so much. One of my favorite shows of all time. Dude, it's I can. It's so good. I, that's the most. That is probably the most quotable show that's ever been made. And I found out that guy gave a shit ton of quotes to everybody else because he said he was like, everybody needs these quotes. So one of the best quotes ever in that show was actually for Timothy Oliphant. And he gave it to his boss, Art. He was like, and I find that kind of camaraderie when you yeah. know somebody liked working on a show. There's something very magical because we know it's not always that way. You know, where people don't. Right. Like, and I love that feeling where you find out later people loved working together and Justified's one of those, man. Such a great. Uh, my, my favorite quote from from Justified or one of my favorite quotes is when he takes a bullet in his in his fingers and he tosses at the guy's chest. Then he goes, next one's going to come at you faster. Yeah, dude. What, so good. What, what my favorite is at the end when they find out that the guy who has been who's stolen all the money and everything is this old dude who's tricked them all. And it was supposed to be way or, or Arlen saying this, but he gave it to Art where Art says they're getting ready to chase him. And Art says, hold on, everybody stop. And everybody stops. And he's like, can we just for a second admit how amazing this guy is? And he goes <laughs> off this criminal's list of he fooled you. He fooled you. He fooled you. And it's like this guy's a badass and then they were all yeah and then they went forward and i was like a lot of shows have to make you move forward at all times they're very it's like a ubisoft game which i love a lot of them but they're very afraid of silence ubisoft yeah, games have yeah. to throw a bear at you every three seconds so they're a little uncomfortable <laughs> and with a lot of shows it's that way justified longmire are both very comfortable in their own skin and they're like you know what you're gonna wait for us we're, we're still yeah. gonna have action but you're gonna have to wait a little bit and uh yeah those are my favorite things in the world and dude i've i've cribbed from justified for games you know you got a character and a bad guy and justified and you're like that dude's awesome <laughs> like i'm gonna have to figure out a way to have a crossbow slinging dude that's <laughs> it's a little like a little like him um do you got a movie coming out i think too and another series it's another series, uh, it's another series yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the city of the damned or whatever where yeah. he's doing um what 10 years 15 years after he and winona um their kid is like 15 i think they said awesome. and i'm Can't glad wait. that he liked it um i'm a big fan of him even yes hitman the movie I was okay yeah. with him in it, but he did the crazies, which is one of my favorite zombie movies of all time. And uh, yeah, I've, I've loved that guy for years. He's like, awesome. I like to follow actors too. If I like yeah. them, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to follow this guy and just sort of see, yeah. see what rolls out. Um, when it comes to video games, when it comes to uh, board games, all that kind of stuff, is there anything that you would love to see? Well, especially for D&D, is there anything that you feel is a gap there right now for D&D? Is there any worlds? Is there any uh, wow. rules? What things um, you would you would like to see improved? Delivery methods. Really, 
That's a really good question. Delivery method. That's really good. I think Wizards of the Coast has been doing such a great job with D and D, and now with this, you know, D and D Next or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, I think it's um, Next. I think it's. Next. Yeah, I think that it's. A, it seems like a pretty brilliant idea of of making it into a, a platform, because um, it really felt like after Fifth Edition, there really wasn't going to be a, a Next Edition. You know, right. Right. Uh, it just felt like you can't replace Fifth Edition. It's it's too. It's 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 encompassing. It's become, yeah. Yeah. And, and they smartly aren't, right? I think that's really, really a wise choice and a wise way to handle it. Um, that's a really good question. Is there stuff missing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any um, big wants from, from that side. I think, um, I mean, I, there are universes, there are fiction universes that I think would be fun to have. Uh, right. I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Brandon Sanderson's um, Stormlight Archive mm -hmm. books, and I think that would make it really cool. But I think they're making one. Actually. Is that the atrocity? No, that's some that's somebody else. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the Stormlight Chron Stormlight Ar Archives. The archives. first one um, was um, what's the first one? Was Wave Kings was the first one or the second one? Gotcha. Anyway, he's got four of them out so far. I think it's going to be like a twelve book series. Really smart uh, world building that he does. Uh, very very much not orcs and elves very much its own thing. It's mm. almost like, it, it's almost got the, it, these these guys wear these armors that there's a finite number of, and if you find one, you basically it gives you the power of like a Jedi. It's, oh, wow. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a cool, I mean, I think there are universes that could be, uh, uh, you know, tabletop stuff, but I don't think I have a burning like, God, oh man, I wish somebody would make this. Uh, for me, it's more like, I, I need to make, you know, I need to, <laughs> come to the table with a cool right. story for my players. You know, I, there's so many great resources out there to get ideas and to get, you know, monsters that aren't in the books and get, you know, get, I, I love all of the ways the internet has supplemented that stuff. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm DMing, I, I use Google more than anything else. You know, I'm yeah. just like coming up You're with like a programmer in that way. Yeah. Yeah, use Google all the time. Ideas. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a module somebody wrote already to do it. Why am I going to rewrite it? Yeah. You know, like yeah. just, I just plug it in. Yeah. I think for me, the one thing, uh, and this is absolutely no ding on these people at all, uh, but it's not D and D in the normal sense, which is, I, I love the success of something like critical role. I uh, sure. love it, but I do, I, I do definitely, I, you know, people have called it the Matt Mercer effect. And it's like, I've never seen that, but I've certainly seen a worry in game players minds where they're right. they're like, oh man, I got to do this, and I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand, man. That's theater. That's theater right. with randomness. It's <laughs> normal D and D looks n not nothing like that, but that's either a bunch of drunk friends who are very, uh, very open with each other, and they're okay doing that, and they're talented. Yeah. Um, it's not the expectation shouldn't be that if it was we'd all be getting paid to be on twitch right <laughs> it's not that yeah. and i i found that uh and in many ways i guess that happens in almost every avenue that i've liked where the be there becomes a barrier even if it's not that iron wall of the fans versus the unfans where people are like right. i'm gonna gate what of gatekeeping but you get the nervousness on people and and it's always difficult to to bro to even sort of have somebody understand that it's not because you don't really have examples of not that because they're not on Twitch because they're not as, as sellable. So you're like, yeah. no, it's not that. Well, give me an example. And you're like, eh, I really can't. I, I think Stranger <laughs> Things did a good example of kids in a room 
right. you know, playing and, and sort of like not doing a ton of description, just being like, it's this. And people are like, oh, man. And you can sort of get yeah. that. But I, I would say I don't know how to fix that. I don't think there is a way of fixing it. It's just the one thing I've noticed that's popped up even with friends of my group where I'm like, hey, man, yeah. let's do cyberpunk. And they're like, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. And I'm like, no, because that's the name of the game. The original, it's called cyberpunk yeah. is the genre. And you're, and they're like, oh, so chummers. And you're like, no. And then you, ha <laughs> and then you get that, uh, it, it, the knowledge that we talked about, which is great for some things can make it quite difficult for others. What's an elf. And they're like, oh, the, you know, tall, thin, dexterous. And you're like, oh no, not in our world. It's this. And like, yeah. Isn't yeah. that a goblin? You're like, no. And you know, you can get that difficulty. I think that's the one thing I would like, um, almost, uh, some better examples of, uh, yeah, of, of, that's interesting. of people playing, um, where it's not going to make money, but it's a good yeah. example of what the game might look like amongst friends. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of, 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 of live play Home, stuff online. Well, I guess there is. I just don't get a chance to see it all. Yeah. I mean, so, I did a, I did a show for three years, uh, called yeah. the dungeon run and ours was very much more, you know, that side of where we I were agree. always conscious that we were making yeah. a show, yeah. but there, I think you'll find a lot of people who are just, you know, playing the game, uh, online as well. If you, if you, I, I find that, uh, harder to watch, it's more fun to be a part of than it is. To that's exactly, I guess that's what I'm saying is that it, it's yeah. almost unwinnable. You can't yeah. because it isn't, it isn't, uh, it's okay, but it's not as easy to watch. And so you see critical yeah. role and, and, and bigger productions. Um, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Uh, he was in Spider-Man movie, uh, oh. married to, uh, Sophia Varga or whatever. What, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Spider-Man movie. Joe, Joe. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, uh, uh yes. Uh, what I, is his name? I can't even remember <laughs> and I met him it's anyway. Okay. I I apologize. I'm sure he doesn't Long watch Italian his channel, name. But yeah, I'm sorry, Joe. But uh, you know, Man. he he's done his, and he's very into it. And I I've definitely watched a good deal of um of uh, uh Geller Geller's wife or Geller's husband, um Michelle Geller's mm. husband, um mm. uh, Freddie Prince Jr. do D and D, oh, yeah. and his is very easy to parse. I think it's pretty close yeah. to what we expect, um or what you could expect from a good group. That's that's uh, that uh, is still entertaining, but at the same time, probably better looking than me and most of my friends getting together. That's another thing. You got us who are like, you know, none of everybody looking like their friends, not looking like their movie stars. But um, so moving to games for a little bit. But I know you've got. To, I want to make sure I, I give you some time so that you can go get your haircut. But uh, I wanted to talk about <laughs> Thanks, Halo. So sure. So first of all, did you like Halo Infinite? I did. I, I enjoyed playing through the uh, the campaign of Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a, a very um, very fun. I thought the addition of the grappling hook was really fun. Was well really, done really fun. compared to what it, I worried about. I thought it was yeah. going to suck. To be very yeah. honest, I thought it was going to suck. Um, so there's rumors. There's a lot of you know we had some issues, of course, people leaving and stuff. There's been yeah. now. I mean, I've heard it from a bunch of people. I just don't know if it's true, but it, it certainly seems to be true. Which is the idea of you know, there's a possibility of them moving to Unreal, which I think makes sense in some ways. You have these custom engines for a lot of these companies, and then over years, they don't pan out as well. You know, right. you see the switch. We see these big companies uh, uh, delivering products that are, they're not really ready for primetime now, um, which has been something for AAA for at least 10 years. Where you, And you get, by the way, why did I say AAA? That's not true. Everybody, I've seen indies deliver games that aren't ready but yeah. we do see a title like halo 
which I think is premier. We saw the Master Chief Collection, which admittedly in my book was unacceptable in its original mm. form, uh, got somewhat fixed. But we see these companies, have you, when you play a AAA game, do you personally have a different expectation of that? Is it price? Mm. Is it AAA? Is it the company making it? When you, and I'm not saying as a reviewer, if you're, I'm not saying your opinion uh, that you might put out there. I just mean for you personally, what do you find yourself judging a big uh, AAA, a big, big title on? Did you find yourself just playing Halo to play Halo or were you expecting particular things from that title? I mean, I think my perspective is a little bit different than, than many of the most ardent uh, fans of Halo in that I've never been, I mean, I played some Halo multiplayer. Everybody did. I went to land parties. I, I, I <laughs> brought my brought my original Xbox uh, oh, yeah. in my car and Baby. plugged it in. Yeah, you know? but but Nerds. I'm not the guy that's going to be you know judging that game on its long term multiplayer experience. I I I really enjoyed the campaign. I thought it was really fun. Did I think it was you know the best Halo campaign? No. Uh, I thought the open world stuff was a really interesting pivot, and mm -hmm. I thought it was it kind of added some some things and, and took away some things at the same time. And what I'm looking for, you know, is just a, uh, is it, are they living up to what they said they were going to do? Yeah. And is this fun? I mean, really at the end of the day, I just want to have fun. And yeah. if, it, if it's fun, I'm going to think highly of it. Was I, did I detract some points quote unquote for not having co-op right. launched? Yes. Yes, that's to me that is a fundamental part of Halo. That I want to play through the campaign in a Halo game in co-op. Yeah. I I you know, playing through Combat Evolved on Legendary, sitting next to my friend in 2000 whatever it was was incredible. And to me that's the quintessential Halo experience yeah. is let's play through this together and and have a great time. And the fact that they're like, "Well, we're going to launch this, but we're not going to have that." And then when it's like, well, we're definitely going to have couch co-op because that's a part of Halo and it always will be. And it's like, eh, eh, never mind. Yeah, uh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> Scratch <laughs> you know, that. that. Those are, I think those are significant knocks against, against the product. You know, it's like, it, it, it's a disappointment. But I'm not the guy that's going to, you know, be able to talk cogently about how well the long-term multiplayer stuff is just yeah. not my interest. That's not what I'm interested in. Yeah. So um, I, I can't speak to that. And I think that is a large part of what people talk about when they talk about Halo is, Hey, is this multiplayer community going to thrive? Is it going to be reason to keep coming back to it? And that's just not how I play. It. I, I, I buy those games. I want to play them. I want to play through the campaign. I want to play through the campaign on different difficulty levels. I want to yeah. play through the campaign with a friend. That's basically how I want to, uh, you know, appreciate the Halo games. I would you say in some ways that mimics your feeling of let's say Call of Duty then? Where yeah, I mean, less I'm even less more single. I'm even le less oh, even, uh, less. even less uh, drawn to the Call of Duty franchise. Like yeah. there were years, you know, those early Call of Duty games, the first Modern Warfare, where I'm like, this game oh, is incredible. Yeah, I love it, and all I want to do is play these games. And at this point, a Call of Duty can come and go, and I'm just, I don't even, I don't even play it i don't even play the campaign or anything I, yeah. i'm just at oh, this wow. point i've just so it it, it it has branched off it has become such its own thing that 
I can take or leave at this point because I feel like I've done it over and over and over again. And the tiny little changes here and there, it's cool. There's going to be water in this one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm going to ride a jet ski and, and, and shoot dudes. That sounds fun. But I, there's so many other more interesting video game things to do that I would want to spend my time on that the call of duty franchise to me, has just felt like it's not, I'm not interested. I think they, uh, I can't remember if it was sledgehammer, but whoever did Titanfall, who did, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, that's, uh, um, um, uh, the folks that are doing the Jedi game right now. Um, respawn respawn. I yeah. think the the idea of call of duty, but in the Titanfall format, which is what they did. I mean, a lot of it felt like call of duty. Uh, yeah. with robots Titanfall two is Titanfall incredible. two was incredible. Yeah. And, uh, and you were able to do all these things. I feel like some of these companies, and that was a release schedule snafu. Same thing that happened at starting right. this year with Elden Ring on top of Horizon, on top of right. Dying Light. And you're like, what right. are you guys doing, man? Yeah. Like, you can always buy the same game at the exact same, or different games at the same time, but you can't play them at the same time. Like, that's right. physically, like, time-wise, it's not possible. And something gets lost, and that certainly happened. We saw that with Titan, because Titanfall should have sold... Like, I, in fact, I think Titanfall 1 sold more on the original Xbox as an exclusive than Titanfall mm. 2 did on all of them, which shows that's a, obviously something is broken in your release factor. But right. yeah, man, the reason why I was asking about that is because we see these titles where um, a, they're missing a core component, which is always, it's frustrating as a reviewer. I have to be like, okay, I got to review this. Is it a good representation of a genre? Is it enjoyable? Which to me, fun factor is by far the highest. Performance mm -hmm. can impact fun factor, all that. But then you do get some expectations and promises. And yeah. it's one of the reasons why, you know, we. I remember Dennis, uh, who did uh, Two Human. He did uh, a Dennis couple Dyack. of... Dennis Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, Dennis Dyack. And he said, he, one day he was like, yeah, we need to never show games. And you're like, until they're ready. And it's like, dude, obviously nobody... That's not going to work in a current environment. <laughs> that's, that's not how PR works. But at the same time, sometimes, dude, I, I just wish they'd, you know, shut up. Because they say stuff and you get a, a certain impression and cyberpunk, I don't care if anybody listening likes it, the situation that occurred that I know of, there's a reason why it's now a verb amongst all developers. <laughs> right. Don't cyberpunk yeah. your fans. And I can tell you within one week I had developers because I'm in a discord with developers and that was a verb. It was yeah. quite literally entered into the dictionary. At that moment, we can't cyberpunk our fans. And I'm like, wow, that's a life lesson that will <laughs> sure. never be forgotten. And yeah. and we're getting these times where I know it's easy to be cynical. A lot of stuff I'm not cynical on. I'm like, okay, that happened. Uh, Watch Dogs was one where I was like, dude, if you if you know development, they just aimed they aimed wrong. That you could still walk down the street, your 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 clothes will still billow. It's just not gonna look <laughs> that good. But then yeah. you see something like Cyberpunk and you see something that you you picked up on it, man. Halo, you know, they're like couch co-op. That's a man. That's some fundamental shit right there where you're like, that's fundamental to the experience by their own, by their own, by their own admission. Yeah. It's yeah. and and I, I got to certainly no disrespect towards three, four, three. I'm not in the same boat as a lot of other people, but uh, Halo has had so many troubles, uh, the, the Master Chief collection, all this stuff. And it, it's yeah. quite interesting because my example to everybody is imagine if Nintendo released Mario in these situations. Right. Imagine the explosion 
And by the way, I don't understand Mario fans. They're smoking the same dope Nintendo is, where they're like, what's the <laughs> internet? Here's the same game. Here's a cardboard VR you make. And you're like, I'll buy it. Like, what the right. fuck? Nintendo gets away with some seriously weird shit. And I like their That's games. True. But yeah. you're also looking going, how are they getting away? Like, who's buying this shit? Yeah. And, uh, and no, uh, nobody, they would never like, do that, though. They would never do that. The Mario movie trailer came out, and, and I was like, <laughs> you know, one of, one of the things that made me think is, uh, boy, Mario games could look really good if they had better hardware. And I just got this torrent of response of like, it's the, it's the gameplay, not, not oh. the, how it looks. I'm like, that doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. It, dude, it to, doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying, boy, I sure wish the gameplay was crappy so this game looked better. Yeah. You know, it's such a weird response. And it, you're right, it's so militantly... You have to defend it. It's like, well, no, if they had more powerful... If you're playing Mario on PlayStation 5, it could look really close to how that movie trailer looks. And have you know? the same gameplay. See, yes, there's I'm, no reason I, not to. I am not going to lose... Uh, Rabbids, one of my favorite games of all time, within the top okay. 10. I have I quite literally have was blown away by Rabbids, never expected it. Number two, boom, you got that. It looks a certain way. Would I love it to look like PlayStation 5? Of course, and I will have no issue stating Xbox or PlayStation, that thing would look incredible. You're playing seven, eight-year-old technology on your Switch, by the way, which they've yeah. admitted is halfway through its friggin' long its life. Right. So, guys, shit's gonna look. I mean, it's gonna look like postage stamps for pixels by the time they're done. <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with admitting there. And I, I think that's another thing is that we get a blame versus taking, uh, taking responsibility. So a company yeah. won't take responsibility. So then the people blame them. And now there's no middle ground instead of a company. We, we, we've seen it a couple times with some of these big companies, not just saying, Hey, you know what? This just didn't, this just didn't work out I, instead yeah. of, because that does happen. I, I will end it here. Cause I know you got to go, but one of the things that blew me away was platinum games. And I, I posted, didn't get a lot of love on this tweet, but I was like cyberpunk and, and I'll die on this sword. CDPR, <laughs> not only needs to be fined for what they did, and this is stuff I know, so I'm not speaking, it was unacceptable. And it, it tried to corrupt a process that I will mm. never, ever forgive them for. And I will review the next game and love it if it's good. I'm just saying that particular situation was unacceptable. Yeah. Platinum yeah. Games apologizing for Babylon Fall, I don't, requ I don't require that. They made a game that just didn't come together. They don't right. need to, it's not this ancient, ritual where they're like we apologize profusely and we lay down on the sword it's like what are you talking about you didn't try to ruin the entire process you didn't hide shit you didn't yeah do yeah. all fake demos right that's the one thing that bothers me in social media is where they're uh you get an overreaction because the company's worried or or whatever they may be and i'm sure that guy really did feel bad but man i don't it's a bit of entitlement where we're requiring that and i'm like guys are we like, do we want to require that? Cause if we do, yeah. that opens up a psychological situation, a funnel of disaster. Uh, it's an absolute shit funnel. If we get into that kind of situation where we're demanding that we don't look at the cost and say it wasn't worth it. Instead, we look at the cost and say it wasn't worth it. You're not worth it. You need to apologize. And it's almost like a weird cancel thing that occurs within mm -hmm. games now where it's yeah. quite uncomfortable. I'm glad you mentioned about liking the, uh, I just got to say the grapple hook because I yeah, was fun. so nervous about that fucking grapple hook. <laughs> they showed it and I was like, Gra and I was, I wasn't tweeting, but I was like, grapple hook. What the F? Like what? <laughs> it's hey, what? And it turned out to be pretty goddamn sweet.
Like, it's real it, fun. Yeah it, yeah, it added to the game. Well, Jeff, yeah. man, I want to say I appreciate it, dude. You're, I would love for you to come on anytime, especially because oh, thanks. AI, D&D, like we could talk yeah. for hours about this stuff, and I never it's, get a chance to nerd out with somebody. <laughs> it's a blast chatting with you, man. I, I, I was so grateful that you came on my podcast. And, yeah, it was uh, a blast. It's, it's great to be here, too. So, yeah, it's it fun. It was a blast. Uh, everybody, check out Jeff's stuff. Uh, the, we'll post this. What day is today? Tuesday. We'll po- right? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Wow. I got too many games I'm reviewing. I reviewed all through the weekend. So we got, uh, w- this will probably go live Tuesday or Wednesday, everybody. We only get about 20 or 30,000 who listen on Spotify and iTunes right now, but um, I'm going to upload it to YouTube as well in the in the next couple days. So if you guys get a chance, check out all of Jeff's stuff. Um, he's also doing the football thing, which I didn't know about. So I'll make sure yeah. to get a link for that. I thanks. appreciate it at all, as always. And everybody who's listening, thanks for being sponsors for the uh, for the channel. You guys should see some stuff from us coming soon when it comes to reviews i'm trying to think of what i'm reviewing that i can talk about which is nothing so you'll see some stuff peace out everybody have a good one